The Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal, absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Wine to Wine Business Forum is a training and networking event for anyone involved in the wine business. Held in Verona on November 13th and 14th, this year, the forum will involve over 90 international speakers and over 50 sessions on topics ranging from marketing and communication, sustainability, strategy, new market trends, and market focus. In collaboration with the Italian Trade Agency, a number of market-focused sessions will be broadcast in a podcast series on the Italian Wine Podcast, a media partner of the Wine to Wine Business Forum. Welcome to Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Stevie Kim, and today's podcast is part two of a special series from the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2023. We will be focusing on key international markets for Italian wine, Naturally, that's our speciality. And today the focus is on Vietnam. The last episode was on South Korea. And our special guest today is Giulio Yazetta. I hope I said that correctly. Ciao, Giulio. Ciao, yeah, it was correct. Thank you. Okay, Yazetta. On behalf of ICE, I always say ICE, but now it's called Italian Trade Agency. So before we start, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Giulio. And Giulio is a graduate of University of, I suppose, Polenza. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. It is the famous University of Gastronomic Sciences in Piemonte, the one with Carlo Petrini, and has an MSc, Master of Science in Wine and Spirits Management, and an MBA in Wine Marketing and Managed from INSEAG, the school in Bordeaux. He gained his first experience of wine in Vietnam during an internship in Ho Chi Minh City. He has been based in Vietnam since 2019, so for some time now, and is currently Deputy Oreca Director for Wine Cellar, where his main clients include luxury hotels and fine dining restaurants. Welcome, Julio. Thank you. Pleasure to be here with you guys. Yes. So, you know, here at Italian Wine Podcast, and especially Wine to Wine, we are incredibly obsessed about learning objectives. So what we'll be doing today, just to get our audience on the same page, is that first there will be an introduction to Vietnamese food and beverage industry. Of course, your speciality is Oreca, so that will be a special focus. Market leaders and main outlets for wine consumption importers and distributors, consumer trends, and what you do specifically, well, I guess not you specifically, but what Italian trade agency offices, activities, and promotions do, and the Italian wine in the Oreca market. And of course, a special perspective is the Vietnamese consumer with regards to Italian food and beverage. 
And perhaps if we have time, maybe we can get to the future trends. So you are the representative of ICHE Vietnam, and who is the director there now? At the moment, is uh, Mr. Fabio De Cilis. Okay. I understand it's a transitional period. So first of all, Julia, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself with re- regards to your company, Wine Cellar. What is Wine Cellar for our audience? Uh, Wine Cellar, it's a Vietnamese-owned company. We focus mainly on importing and distributing wine. We do not carry only wine, we do also carry glassware, but our uh, wine cellar is focusing since uh, now seven years of on importing and distributing wines all over Vietnam, only Vietnam. So give me some of the brands that you carry at Wine Cellar, the Italian wines. Main Italian brands we carry at the moment is from Frescobaldi Group, uh, San Martano, uh, Fantini Wines, then we would go into some more, uh, let's say, smaller uh, realities like Casanova di Neri. Then we do carry Cantina Terlano. At the moment, also Produttore del Barbaresco, starting with the Vietti from Piedmonte, Rubinelli Baiol from Valpolicella region. Uh, I would say very quite Caviro group uh, for the, um, let's say, for the more entry-level range. Okay. And uh, quite a wide big selection Mionetto carrying the Prosecco at the moment from Henkel Fractionet Group. So it sounds like you have a substantial portfolio of Italian wines. Yeah, I would say big one, yeah. Absolutely. So Julia, would you like to tell us briefly about your market, the Vietnamese market in terms of demographics and consumer preferences? If you can contextualize to food and beverage industry based in Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam it's a quite relatively young market, I would say, considering its history. But at the same time, it's probably one of the most exciting, vibrant and fastest growing economy in Southeast Asia. That's why wine is a, I would say, luxury good due to taxation at the moment. It's growing, I would say, quite fast. If I'm correct, the GDP in uh, Saigon before COVID was uh, Saigon, talking about Ho Chi Minh City, it's the same was around 11% when the country GDP was around 6.7% growth per year. So this makes uh, Vietnam, I think, one of the most attractive markets for any wine producer, I would say. Of course, in its early stages. So firstly, big brands would arrive, starting to, let's say, conquer the market. And those are the first ones that are imported by distributors. And consumers, at the same time, are also growing their experience through what's at the moment, I would say, selected by the distributors to be imported. Because the main obstacle would be that any wine that is sold in Vietnam or distributed in Vietnam has to be registered and officially imported by an official importer and distributor. So in the grand scheme of things, Julio, how would you place Vietnam in terms of market size when you compare with Hong Kong or Singapore or the neighboring wine market countries? I would say Hong Kong and Singapore, due to their different taxation system and uh, being, uh, of course, more developed market, uh, I mean, Vietnam is not there yet. We roughly say that Vietnam is a little like China was 10 years ago, even comparing to another neighboring country, which is uh, Thailand. Which means city is not as developed as is uh, Bangkok. Mm-hmm. But we do believe that in the future, it may reach the size of a country like Thailand, for example, sure. maybe the current volume that Thailand has. We will hope so. So would you be able to say something about the market leaders 
and I suppose the main outlets for wine consumption? Yeah, sure. I would say at least within our uh, channel, uh, but uh, our importers usually do sell on different channels within uh, Oreca retail uh, wholesale. Even wine seller, we do sell to supermarket, uh, other resellers, uh, or directly to private customers. At the moment, the key leaders uh, in terms of importers are Celedazi, Warehouse, and Wine Cellar, with uh, around uh, between, I would say, 1,500 to 2,000 uh, labels. So this would be the size of these top three importers. And these three importers, let's say, control most of the share of the wine in Vietnam because of the size of the companies at the moment. What are the other outlets, main outlets? Uh, quite classic supermarket, restaurant, wine bar is not that developed yet, but this is more because of a lack of culture of uh, food and beverage uh, figures in Vietnam that are not acknowledged about the wine industry due to their independent wine bar. So I would say five-star hotels uh, due to the fact that there are also consumption based on tourism, business tourism or uh, leisure tourism. And um, overall, I would say yeah, restaurants and uh, supermarkets. Online is developing, uh, but it's not, I would say, as developed as we were hoping. So, Julia, you spoke briefly about the different taxation system in Hong Kong and Singapore. So, in terms of importing wine, can you give us an overview of the regulation for importing wines into Vietnam? Wine to Wine Business Forum. Everything you need to get ahead in the world of wine. Supersize your business network. Share business ideas with the biggest voices in the industry. Join us in Verona on November 13 to 14, 2023. Tickets available now at pointwine.net. First of all, uh, once uh, the importer decides to import a specific uh, wine, that specific wine will need to be registered. Registration usually takes around three months for the process. Considering the exports price, we would have three different taxes. 25% on that, let's say, works seller cost would be by 25% import tax, 35% excise tax, and 10% VAT. 25%. Yes, that's why I roughly calculate that, for example, our wholesale price to a hotel or restaurant would roughly be in the range of retail price in uh, Italy, usually more expensive. That's a lot of tax. And consumer, I would say it's divided into foreign consumer and local consumer, also driven by local taste versus, let's say, tourist, foreigner living in Vietnam taste. As wine was not part of the culture has been introduced later on, it's in the first stage, wines like full-body wines, full-bodied red wines were and still are the main trend for consumption, especially for local consumers. We can see that this trend is slowly changing, but uh, because of the um, appealing uh, and the liking of local consumers to, let's say, relatively sweet products, foods and drinks, then the trends, of course, uh, reflect also on wine consumption. Even though the weather here is pretty, uh, let's say, hot and uh, it's not the best weather to drink like full body red wine, but still the main trend at the moment for local consumer. Oh, yeah, obviously. And what about the consumer, the end consumer? Um, I would say at the moment for Italian wine, our uh, biodiversity and richness in terms of the styles and uh, appellations and regions 
it's uh, a little bit of an obstacle because of the knowledge of the consumer in Vietnam. As now we are seeing that, of course, the bigger and most famous appellations or regions are the first one to penetrate the market, as in every country. Then my question would be, what are kind of the main challenges? And on the other flip side of the coin is, of course, opportunities for Italian wine producers to sell their wines in Vietnam. What are the main challenges and opportunities, if you will? Here, uh, there is the Sommelier Association is starting to be built. Now, it is also a new development, but it has been founded only in 2019. And what is it called, the Sommelier Association? It was a Saigon Sommelier Association. It was born in Saigon, actually. So it's a Vietnamese Sommelier Association. And how do they get their qualification as Sommelier? I wouldn't know exactly. I assume they were uh, working uh, with another association, with a third party, the possibility of getting the certification. So you've been living in Vietnam for some time now. What is your opinion with regards to the Vietnamese, you know, typical Vietnamese consumer, wine consumer, if you will? What are their ideas? How do they perceive Italy and Italian wine in general? I would say Italy and Italian wine um, goes together. I would say Italian lifestyle and Italian wine can be perceived as a general Italian lifestyle, is perceived as a top quality producing country with fine wines. I would say the main competitor, uh, as often we see, it's um, France as a country producing wine. But we can see that also the recently development of an opening of many Italian restaurants allows also Vietnamese consumers to get uh, closer to Italian wines. The price and the quality of Italian wines, also considering the taxation in this country, allows Italian wine to be consumed in volumes more than French wine. So I would say that uh, Italian wine, for me, is possibly the best wine to introduce to Vietnamese in order also to educate the pilot and the general wine culture because of quality and price accessibility and the outlet of consumption. Julia, can you give us an example of like your typical Vietnamese cuisine and how you would pair that with uh, Italian wine? Uh, Vietnamese cuisine, uh, we need to consider it it's a quite fresh and healthy cuisine. It is spicy, but not too spicy, much less than Thailand, for example. It's quite sweet and savory but without being heavy as uh, maybe Chinese one. So in that sense, I would say that some Italian red wines, but from medium to full body, are perfectly suitable. And uh, in terms of white wines, for example, Pinot Grigio is the market leader in terms of grape variety. And Prosecco, if we talk about Prosecco as well, and Moscato, actually Moscato d'Asti or Moscato Spumante, Anything that is classified as aromatic, as an aromatic grape variety, of course, because of the herbs used in the cuisine, actually helps to pair the wine with the local food. Also because of the residual sugar, right? Yes, also. Yeah, correct. As many, you know, new markets, they tend to first be very open to, you know, the sweeter wines, if you will. Yes, correct. Within the local market, local channel of consumption, the yeah, sweeter wines are still um, the leaders. And is there a big expat community in Vietnam? Uh, there is, especially, uh, let's say, within um, 
by customers, uh, most of the consumers are actually foreigners. Uh, the community is growing. Now the thing is that uh, regulations to be able to work in Vietnam becomes more and more strict. So you need to provide the uh, all the documentation requested for the position that you are uh, applying for, which uh, restricts a little bit the possibility for unqualified uh, people to come and work in Vietnam. But it's an um, extremely dynamic and diversified community. I would say at the moment still not many Italians. And this, of course, uh, interferes a little with the development of food and beverage. You don't need a specific visa to enter Vietnam as an Italian citizen with an Italian passport, right? Is that correct? Uh, at the moment, if I'm correct, there is a three-month uh, tourist visa okay. that can be applied for since recently, actually, I think since August uh, 2023. So you can come freely for three months? Yeah, if I'm correct. Yeah. It's more like a tourist visa. Yeah, tourist visa. Yeah. But then you would need proper documentation to work that. Yes, like, for example, I do carry a work permit of two years, but in order to get a work permit, you also need the approval from the company hiring you, and you need to present all your certificates of studies, translate them, and uh, another series of documents that will allow Vietnamese government to certify that you are uh, an expert uh, in that sector that is needed for the development. So would you be able to give some useful tips, I don't know, three useful tips for an Italian wine producer to enter the Vietnam wine market? Best would be following, I think, the chance to link to the Italy trade agency activities. Those are, I would say, extremely important for any wine producer that hasn't found a direct contact with an importer and want to come to Vietnam and see first how Vietnam looks like and also meet the importers directly because, for example, uh, the event they will organize next year after a long time, Borsabini, or the food and hotel uh, event they, will, they do every year. I would say the best chances to come and have the chance of meeting uh, in person some of the importers. When does that happen, Borsabini in Vietnam? What period of the month? One month out of the year? I think they, they were still uh, trying to fix the date because of all the other wine fairs in uh, Europe, in, in Italy, etc. Mm-hmm. I think they has to be moved around June, July. Okay, in June. So just before the summer. Okay. Yeah, but as uh, I was discussing with the director, it was more because of trying to find the time not to have uh, people of the industry busy with uh, bigger uh, wine fairs. Right. Okay. So does ITA organize anything else besides Borsavini in terms of promotional activities for Italian wine? I mean, it's always present. There is the Italian pavilion at the Food and Hotel Fair every year, okay. which is another possibility to meet uh, most of the importers and distributors in Vietnam. And they also do collaborate uh, with the Mega Market, uh, which is from uh, Metro Group, which is one of the biggest supermarkets in uh, Vietnam. And they do also import uh, products by themselves without having a uh, work with an importer, they can also introduce producer to this type of independent uh, importers that they resell through their own uh, shops. I guess we're kind of coming to a close, Julio, of our conversation, but is there anything you would like to say before we close in terms of any advice you might have or any, you know, wisdom that you can share, any insights with our Italian producers? 
with regards to marketing strategies or increasing awareness of Italian wine in Vietnam? Uh, yes, of course, I would say um, participating at all the possible events organized. There is um, from Italian trade agency, like the Borsavini or the Food and Hotel exhibition. I think as soon as you put a first foot in the country and you realize about the, the dynamics and the, how this country is growing fast, then you will need to find, I would say, the best importer for uh, who you are. Sometimes not because uh, the bigger importer yeah, is the best. Sometimes smaller importers also do a very good job for especially less popular appellation or grape varieties, for example, because they have more time to educate their customers. I think this together plus um, every activity that would involve uh, the Sommelier Association is the most important thing because the Vietnamese sommeliers are young, extremely motivated, for example, because of the visa issue that Vietnamese have in order to travel to Europe, for example, they never really experienced what uh, winemaking. So I would say that uh, keep an eye on the Vietnamese Association and try to see whenever there is a possibility to get in touch uh, with them and um, any sort of event that involves food and beverage uh, products from them. Okay, Giulio, thank you so much for joining us. That was Giulio Yazetta. And, you know, a few years back, we had each a track at Wine to Wine Vietnam as one of the market focus. And it was one of the more popular sessions to be attended by the attendees. So this is proof that Italian wine producers are indeed interested in entering into the Vietnam wine market. Thank you for that. Thank you for some of your insights. And we will definitely be looking out for the Vietnamese Sommelier Association to see any update and maybe we can do an outreach to them as well. Thanks again for joining us. Signing off for Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Stevie Kim and hope you can join us next time. Ciao ragazzi, alla prossima. Ciao Giulio. Thank you. Bye. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.